This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He works for MLB.com. He got his start covering the Indians for MLB.com. He's a local guy. He loves Northeast Ohio. He's impartial when it comes to such things as an ALDS. He's Anthony Castrovins. Hello, Anthony. Uh, how you doing, Jeff? Yeah, very impartial and also just totally bitter, of course. Oh, good. Absolutely. That makes me feel better. Yeah, I do feel better. <laughs> I, I know Andy does as well. All right, let's let's actually talk some baseball strategy things here. If they thought Shane Bieber on three days rest gave them the best chance to win and was in the best interest of the team and Shane Bieber, he would have started yesterday, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, there's this pretty vocal segment on Twitter or radio or what have you um, that felt very strongly that Bieber should start that game on short rest. And given the result, those people remain convinced that had he gone on short rest, he would have done great and they would have won. And we're talking about the LCS right now and they might very well be right. We just have no way of knowing, but I would just say to those people that the team did what it felt was in the best interest of a player who dealt with a, non-insignificant shoulder injury last year, you know, bleeding into his offseason. We saw this year that his velocity is not what it once was. He's never pitched on short rest in his life. As great as Nestor Cortez was yesterday, short rest has generally been shown to not work particularly well in the postseason. Um, So you would have been asking Bieber to do something he's never done before against a lineup against whom he was not actually at his sharpest on full rest last week. So, I just thought it was potentially problematic scenario on a lot of levels. And when a team does what they think is right for a player's health, it's hard for me to, you know, poke holes in that. I would say two more things. You know, there was probably a stronger argument towards using a reliever to open the game and try to, you know, like an opener, try to get through that difficult top of the order before turning to Savali. But, you know, Savali is routine oriented like most starters. And that strategy isn't really something this organization has been prone to do in the past. Um, I would also say that, you know, they scored one run. <laughs> they went there, over there is that, huh? position. They, yeah, <laughs> really, there is that. They really didn't do much offensively the entire postseason. It's actually a minor miracle that they went four and three, scoring 17 runs in seven games. So 
you know, ultimately the better team did win, as tends to be the case in the postseason. The team with the most power won. And I think the Yankees benefited from this format as well. Just, you know, the format worked the way it was drawn up to work, where it gave the top two seeds an advantage. So, you know, the Yankees got to use Garrett Cole twice on full rest. And that, to me, was the difference in the series. Um, what do you think the difference is in between between the organizations right now? I mean, when you look at all that money that New York spends on their roster and then you look at what the Guardians spend on their roster, what is the, the I want to say, margin of difference as far as trying to look ahead at the Guardians in the future? Like, can they catch up to the Yankees? Does that make Or, you know, to catch up to Houston or the Yankees to be able to win the American League? How far away do you think the Guardians are? And is that gap bigger or smaller than maybe would be perceived? I, I think the gap is smaller than anybody thought. I think they showed that. I, I do think that, you know, power does play up for the postseason. Like, I think we had another example where it's really hard to string together runs in the postseason. What they did in the ninth inning on Saturday was was fantastic, and it was yeah. so fun to watch. It's also exceptionally rare in the postseason, and that's what made it so fun to watch. Right? Um, you know, the, they got they out hit the Yankees, I believe, every game in that series. But you know, when you when you can hit the ball 450 feet in a big moment, it just changes the game. So they, you know, the Guardians just didn't have that. So that's that's the biggest difference. And so you just got to combine. It's not particularly difficult to do when you're built the way they're built. I think they're really set up well. I think this season was a gift. I think they have a really strong farm system. They've shown now they have a really strong core at the major league level. We learned a lot about a lot of guys this year, and and guys you feel good about moving forward. But they've got to add some power. You know, they have to balance the contact with some power, you know, to to, to get where they want to go. Um, so, you know, maybe another arm for the rotation, a power bat in the four hole, you know, platoon partner with Naylor. I mean, that's that's kind of your wish list. I think catcher is really interesting. And, you know, do they turn it over to Bo Naylor or, you know, is that a spot where they look to get, you know, more power? They, they tried to do that at the trade deadline. It didn't work out. But um, but I look. The high-revenue teams have an inherent advantage in MLB. We know that. They, they just have an advantage. They can make more mistakes. Um, they're always going to have, you know, they might have a, a terrible veteran contract that they gave out, and now that dude is maybe on their bench, whereas, you know, the, the Guardians uh, in pinch-hit scenarios in this series where their choices were like, all right, do we go to the guy who's been up here for three weeks or the guy who's been up here for four weeks, you know? Um so there's just that's just the, the nature of the beast. But I think we've seen time and again that when you're built smart, you can take down those teams and you can outplay them. Um, and I think the expanded postseason format adds to that. I know some people don't like to see you know more teams reach the postseason, but I think that's one way to kind of mitigate that difference because once you get between the lines, anybody can beat anybody. So, um, but yeah, given a length of time a team with more financial resources is going to fare better than one without them. Because again, you can make mistakes, you can have better depth. Um, you can plug holes. It's just how it goes. Anthony Castrovince joining us from MLB.com. You mentioned get more power. You mentioned, you know, there are a couple of tweaks here and there. Let's stick with the offense. Are those players either on this roster or in this organization? They can add to that, add punch to this lineup or Anthony, is this something where you think, okay, we got to go, we got to go outside the organization and get a fill in the blank to add power to this team? 
Yeah, I, I mean, there's probably a strong argument to get uh, to add some veteran presence to this lineup. I, I think that was a strong argument prior to the season um, as well. And again, they had an amazing year. They had a great year. Um, but certainly, I think there were moments where, even if it was like just a bench bat, you know, even if it was just a, a platoon type guy, um, you know, they, they would have benefited from that. Um, having said that, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot here still to work with. I think there's still power. Uh, you know, Oscar Gonzalez was only starting to show the the full benefit of, of his power profile in the very end of the season. You know, we, we, that's when he started to hit home runs, yeah. which was um, more what you expected from him. Um, and, and players just grow into their bodies, you know, into their swings, what have you. So, you know, that, that power can mature. And then, you know, they have guys in their system. Um, you know, George Valera is probably their top position player prospect, and he's pretty close. You will probably see him next year. Um, but there, there's just there's a lot to like, really, about their setup. It's just I would like them to now take that next step and, you know, find some help from outside the organization just to, even again, even if it's just raising their floor a bit, even if it's just platoon pieces or bench bats or what, like just, just raise the floor a bit so that you feel better uh, about their profile in a series like that. They gave the Yankees everything they had and it was really fun to watch. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, the just, just trying to dink and dunk your way through a five game series against a team that has guys who can put it over the wall is just really difficult to do. Anthony, when I think about the future, I'm still curious about David Blitzer and how this transition would go or is even going to go uh, with this group of, of, folks that have kind of bought into the minority stake. And I, I, are you hearing anything about that? And should fans lean into the fact that maybe the finances change somewhere down the road? Yeah, I hope to hear more about that this offseason. That, that, that kind of you know, came down during – it was finalized during the year. We haven't we haven't heard from anybody on that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say that if it's, if it's similar, and I would hope it is, if it's similar to the John Sherman era um, – that you know that that supports their ability to to do more payroll wise. You know, we mm-hmm. saw that where um, there was this perfect storm of him of, of Sherman coming on board just as they turned that corner into a real contender, and then they go on the deep run in 2016, and then you know next year they come into the year with a franchise record payroll and Edwin Encarnacion in the lineup. Um, I'm not saying you jump all the way to franchise record payroll next year, but a similar scenario now where you just had, you know, you had a playoff run. You didn't have necessarily a deep playoff run, but you had a playoff run. And uh, the team is obviously just clearly like turning a corner and and perhaps ready to be very good very soon. Um, And you have a minority investor in place. So hopefully that at least a nice thing. Anthony Kastrovitz joining us. MLB.com is where you can read all of his work. I think you sit here at, at this point right now and you think, all right, Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill, top three starters in place. What do you think happens with Aaron Savali? What do you think happens with Zach Plezak? Do they round out the rotation? Or is this where you go out and you find a good veteran starter and you add somebody and maybe you move one of those other guys? Well, it goes back to what we were just talking about. But, you know, I, as I said, I mean, on my wish list would be somebody with, with big league track record, you know, to, to add the rotation and make it all the deeper. And yet <laughs> it could go any number of ways because, um, I mean, let's face it. I mean, 
because of the way they are run and, and from the front office standpoint have to be run, um, there's always the possibility of a trade, right? I mean, Shane Bieber, as he gets you know, deeper into arbitration and closer to free agency, there's that's always on the table. I, I think that we just have to understand that these guys are, you know, very similar to the Tampa Bay Rays and how they operate. And sometimes that, that takes a kind of ruthless efficiency. Um, so I'm not saying that happens. I'm just saying let's just put that on the table for starters. Um, two, I would just say that, um, you know, yeah, it, it, again, me, uh, my opinion, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see you keep Shane Bieber and go out and have another veteran starter to, to round things out. From their perspective, they might look at it and say, the guys you just mentioned are a really strong rotation core, as they are, and they've got several arms that were in double-A this year that they feel really good about impacting the club, you know, probably as soon as next year. Talk about Espino, um, you know, maybe Gavin Williams, uh, Bibby. Um, Morris? They love those guys. Those, Cody Morris? Those guys. Cody Morris is, yeah, he's, he's intriguing as well. So they always seem to have pitching here, and they have not, had to go out and get it in the open market in quite a while, at least not on a high level. And um, so that, I mean, that's probably where this goes. I get, I, I would probably prioritize a bat more than an arm just because of the state of their system and the, and the current state of the rotation. How, um, how but, high do you think they are on Plesak and Savali? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Plesak has obviously, well, first of all, he's made some just mistakes, um, you know, in, in going about things. Um, I would probably put Savali ahead of him. He's clearly ahead of him on the playoff backing order and this particular roster. Um, I still really like Savali. I know that's a hard thing to say a day after he got one out in the playoff start. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty clear that the injuries hung him up this year. He had three stints on the injured list. But, um, you know, I think he's learned some things about his curveball as he's developed as a big league pitcher. I think, you know, the, the latter part of the season, the last several weeks of the season, I thought his curveball played really well. Um, we're not far removed from talking about him as an all-star candidate last year. So, yeah, I, I still like Savali. I'm not saying I don't like Plesak. I just, in the pecking order, I think it's Savali over Plesak. Anthony, we'll let the dust settle and talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Thank you. He's Anthony Castrovince, MLB.com is where you can read all of Anthony's work. He does a terrific job of covering Major League Baseball, and we have appreciated him being with us all season long. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.